What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, September the 22nd. On this episode, we are going to be talking about the Division 3 getting announced today and also possibly the biggest leak of any video game thing ever. We really want to go that far. Epic uh, proportions. Xbox accidentally uploaded some very confidential information to the FTC as they are still doing their bout with that to get Activision and Blizzard. And it includes things like new consoles and buying companies and all sorts of good stuff. So we're going to dive into that on this episode with me today. You can find him at Raffle on My Waffles across the seven seas. We have Carlos with us today. What up? What up? Yo, yo, yo. Happy to be here. What's going on? Man, what's your fa- you know. What's, what's your favorite uh, flavor of chicken wing? Favorite flavor of chicken wing? Uh, you know, I like I like some heat with my with my wings. So maybe yep. something like uh, hot barbecue or mango habanero or, or even like some uh, teriyaki. It goes really good mm, on wings. Teriyaki is good. Yeah. Why did you ask that? Is that a chicken and waffle joke? <laughs> no, he was no, eating wings I, uh, my public swings okay. i was scarfing down the wings before we started fair enough it, it, I, get, I mean the chicken and waffles thing does work too oh god yes so good i i have a bone to pick with my wife every Uh-oh. time we go and get wings because oh, she okay. always gets the exact same thing she just gets the mild buffalo whatever just like your normal just mild wing which is normally just mm-hmm. like a buffalo thing that's how Publix like, is with their wings. Yeah. But like, like, you just can get, toss it. Try, you just try something. Just yeah. try anything. There's yeah. like 38 wing flavors when you go to a wing place. Oh, yeah. She'll go, sure. at least on like the 20th time we've get we've gotten wings, you know, maybe just something. Maybe just mm-hmm. get half and half of something. But nope. Same old, same old. I mean, I'm, it could I'm be worse. Like, I'm going to find something like, I like and stick with it, guy. <laughs> It could be like, you know, there are people that get wings and they like don't eat the inside part of the meat. They just eat like the skin and meat around it. And there's like whole Mm. wings that are left. You know, Mm. I mean, no offense to those people. I'm just saying like that exists, you know. No offense to those people. (laughs) Offense to those. It is like it's it's a waste of food. I hate (laughs) wasting food, you know, and it it is sad. But so, yeah, Yeah. at least, you know, there's that, you know, you don't have to deal with food going to waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I normally, I'll, I'll I normally shop around, especially if if it's like, if we find a wing place that we like, mm-hmm. we go there multiple times. Like, okay, I know I like this one, and I'll try a different one. I love combining flavors, just trying like I like oh, this yeah. flavor, I like this flavor. Like, what can we get when we put them together? If if we go to a wing place and they don't have a honey mustard wing, though, I just assume that's your red flag. They're, yeah, I'm just like, okay. For example, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings doesn't have a honey mustard wing. Really? Which is criminal. A honey mustard I don't go there. Or or a honey barbecue. Either one is acceptable. I think they have a honey barbecue. Yeah, honey barbecue honey is mustard. acceptable. I agree. They've got to have at least one of those. Mm-hmm. They have honey mustard dipping sauce, but they don't have a honey mustard wing. Just toss like it you, in the yeah, sauce. Yeah, just toss it. You got it. Just, just do it. Just the sauce, boss. Make it a thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, with us on this episode today, 
You can find him at xuser8x. We have Matthew with us on the podcast. Yo, 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 yo. How's it going? How's it going? Matthew, what is your favorite flavor of milkshake? I did not think that's where you're going with that. Yeah, I know. I was waiting for the wing. <laughs> I'm going to answer this. This is a two-parter, okay? Because there's yep. one that's like my favorite, and then there's one that's like my nostalgic pick, right? Fair. So Fair. My favorite My favorite is peach. I, I like peaches anyways. I know y'all are both in Georgia, so I mean... Yeah, you know the Chick Fil A peach milkshake. You know it is That's the peach. Yeah, the of. chick. Uh, yeah, I like peach flavored everything. Anyways, right. Uh, also, fun fact: Georgia peach state, but doesn't make the most peaches. South Carolina does. Just saying. there we go. My uh, wife has told uh, me this, and why is Georgia the peach? I, I don't actually know why Georgia's named the peach state because we have the biggest uh, peach. Mm, mm, that peach. Mm. They make more about peach ours emoji. That's fair. <laughs> Atlanta's got all them peach emojis. You know. Yes. I do. No, but, but my nostalgic <laughs> pick, Andrew, will, uh, he'll be with me on this. Um, when my, our grandma picked us up from school when we were little kids, it was always a good day when we saw grandma's car because we knew we were going to checkers and we were getting banana milkshakes and it was a good day. Yeah. And <sighs> that was, that was, I, I don't know, banana milkshakes, not something I don't think I've ever had from anywhere other than checkers, it's, but it's it was specifically checkers banana milkshake. Cause I, I took Emily to get one of these banana milkshakes about six months ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one in quite some time and it is literally like it tastes exactly like a, a banana Laffy Taffy milkshake is what it tastes yep. like mm-hmm. like if you've had Which banana Laffy it. Taffy just put that in milkshake form it's exactly that taste and Emily's mm-hmm. like eh and I was like no you shut up you shut <laughs> up the banana Laffy Taffy of all the Laffy Taffies had a very distinctive like it's flavor but it, it left something on your tongue that was like yeah. very unique to to that one flavor of laughing yeah. taffy that it's life, my favorite it's, just, it's sense memory it's my favorite flavor that's, but it's also definitely the most divisive people like love or hate it yeah so. that's fair yeah did you did you get it from what? a checkers six months ago yeah they still have them i thought checkers was dead and gone no oh, they're no, still around got, no, actually got, yeah we whoa. got them here we okay. on my way. Emily had a craving for um, a funnel cake. Oh, love them! And I was love like, I was like, I don't know where the heck I'm going to find a funnel cake at, but I'll give it a Google. And the closest I could find that was anywhere close was uh, Checkers had funnel cake French fries. So I was like, let's go to Checkers, and so that's that was okay. that's the story. Hey, I remember funnel the cake day. French I fries not that year. great. I would imagine not. I remember the year. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember the feeling. Going into the Clemson game for the first time, whatever season it was, and realizing they're just not selling funnel cakes anymore, and they used to have them every game. What is what is wrong with the world? We had funnel cakes in football every time. Now there's no funnel cakes. Disaster. So. Disastrous. It's a staple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tough spot to be in. Well, we want to welcome everybody. Cast? Is that what this is? To the like, <laughs> it's, It always, I would say, fifty. there's a 50% chance that before we get to the intro, food will be talked about. I'm okay with that. That is my like. You gotta I eat food. It's an experience. Eat. Everyone eats. Everyone has food. Everyone in, eats in their vicinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to the Logon Games podcast. This is a weekly show in which our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics, from new games, big announcements, events, and more. 
New episodes upload every Friday on wherever platform you so love. And that could be Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon, etc. You can watch us in a video form and see our beautiful faces yes, on youtube.com slash log on games i'm sorry youtube.com slash at log on games uh you can also find us on x no it's, facebook it's instagram Twitter. tiktok threads whatever social media platform you, you want we have a link tree in our bio and it'll point you to our youtube channel or our discord or anything like that and as of i guess today um instagram just put a new feature on which i just tried for the first time but i'll uh see how it goes we may do a log on games one um but it's like a community kind of thing it's basically like a giant group message and i think it's kind of like uh kind of like a discord channel i guess where it's like you can invite you can invite your followers um to like a big kind of group message and you can like you know like post exclusive content or just chat amongst each other if you want to. So we may do that on Instagram. Um, especially if, you know, you get a bunch of destiny people in there, you know, that's really all that matters. Yeah. It is. I, I just double check to make sure, but you go to X.com and it takes you to Twitter.com. So until that changes, I'm still calling it Twitter. Twitter. the rules. Twitter. I call it Twitter too, but on this podcast, I call it X. Really <laughs> X formerly known as Twitter. I guess maybe we'll say that. What, what have y'all been playing um, this week? Uh, your face. <laughs> oh! Wow. <laughs> Got him! Okay. Um, let me do the Zencaster ad, and then we can do that. Okay. Add it up. Because this podcast is brought to you by Zencaster.com, where you can We're go Zencaster there. right now. We record on our podcast on Zencaster. You can also do production on Zencaster. You can upload it to the entire world on Zencaster. Uh, there's free versions. There's paid versions. There's all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, and it's straight from your browser, which is my favorite part. You don't have to it's download cool. another app. You don't have to get everybody on the same page. You just send them a invite link, and they just join and set their microphone, and they're good to go. Thank um, you, Zencaster. You can go to Zencaster.com backslash pricing and use our code LogOnGames. That's all lowercase, no spaces, LogOnGames. Slap that in the promo code. You'll get 30% off your first paid Zencaster plan for the first month. If I decided to start a podcast about wings, I would use Zencaster. We can do it. We can do it. Mm -hmm. We can. Mm -hmm. When we inevitably get canceled... Which I guess you have to be bigger to get canceled. So when we inevitably get bigger and, and then, then get canceled. canceled because of our chicken wing and milkshake. Taste. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's going to happen is you're going to get really big and someone's going to watch like a video from a long time ago and then bring it back. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, I saw on, on your Twitter <laughs> account in 1987 that <laughs> You were a Republican, and so cancel. <laughs> cancel. <laughs> uh, when that happens, we'll start a new podcast, and me and Carlos will just go around Atlanta, and we'll just try all the wing places. You know, wing. Yeah, the, the, that'll that'll be what we do. Stop and get that'll a be, checkers oh, milkshake. Yep. <laughs> Matthew, what have you been playing? Well, it's been a Nothing crazy few weeks. No, I have not. Um, it's been a crazy few weeks. I've 
doing online school stuff. So I just finished that up literally two days ago. And about a week ago, I ordered this bad boy right here. This is a Miu <gasps> Mini Plus, and I've been all about it, about it. I know someone who has one of those. I've been playing more than anything else, probably Breath of Fire on Game Boy Advance. Uh, not the SNES version. I've been playing the OG Zelda because I've never played it enough to beat it. I played it when I was a little kid, when I think you need a, more than a little kid brain to <laughs> get, uh, yeah. get around that game and beat it. So, um, and really what pushed me over the edge on it. <clears throat> so I have about, I don't know. I took all the games off of it and then downloaded packs and stuff. That I, There's some there's some YouTube videos that will kind of direct you on which way you should go to get the, the stuff you want to get. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have, for every system I have on there, I have between five and 500 to 1,000 games on it, right? So, like, I have almost 300 Game Gear games, and I didn't know they made 300 Game Gear games. Nice. That's, 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 it. that's all they made. They stopped right. at 300. No, what what is, put me over um, the edge? No, I was just going to say what, what is, put me over the edge was I wanted to play the Mega Man Battle Network games on, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, the Switch has them. And then you get on the Switch, and it's 60 bucks for all of them. I was like... After shipping, I paid sixty five bucks for this. I mean, nice. why would I not do that? So, what system can it support up to? As far as like PS one, PS one, PS one, and before. So, um, I would turn it on now, but the SD card's not in it because I'm moving some PS one games onto it. So, um, nice. Download. There's about forty gigs of worth of games that are moving over currently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've played like Gran Turismo works fine on it. Uh, Castlevania on PS1 works good. Played some Tony Hawk 2, but then I was like, man, it's way better on PS5, so I'm just gonna stick with that. Um, Tony Hawk. But yes, I've been actually kind of doing a lot of that. Uh, Like I said, I had a bunch of school stuff to do, so I was like listening to some school books and whatnot, just kind of playing that, so that's been really fun, but I'm I'm excited. I haven't been gaming much in the last few weeks, and I'm back in this weekend, boys. Get yourself a backlog. Let's go. Carlos, what about you? You know, our, uh, our Destiny weekend was Destiny weekend was weekend. a lot of fun. Uh, I just I played a lot of GMs. Thank you, Funny Guns Weekend. Thank you, Bungie, for letting that happen. I think they, they they're trying to call it uh, the craftening or something. Yeah, the craftening. But that's what I've people heard. in the Discord were definitely calling it like Funny Gun Day or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah that was hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, got a lot of stuff done on there and just goofed off uh yeah and uh and still playing um Baldur's Gate still just I'm not getting to act two uh but it's fun it's good I'm having a blast I just get I have to look at every minute thing in the game so it takes me a long time um and you know I'm trying to balance it with Starfield uh so that's that's still a thing um i i tried the the web or the ship crafting thing mm-hmm. where you could do ship customizing dude mm-hmm. it's ridiculous it's mm-hmm. it's overwhelming like you really got to sit down and like no it's almost like playing Kerbal space program to to a degree mm-hmm. you can build these things to like just have all the stuff but you have to there's like minimal requirements of like you gotta at least have these parts in it so you gotta kind of have to understand that and then you know, mm-hmm. I got to make it look cool because, you know, my ship's got to yeah. look, I got to have some drip when I'm in space, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I probably have five hours into Starfield at this point, but I'll play it some more. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm about at like five hours as well. It's just like whatever little time I've played, I've enjoyed, but then Baldur's Gate's been keeping me busy. There you go. Oh, what happens? And oh, um, I am um, tired of gaming. You know, no. <laughs> oh, so much and, uh, work. Been, I forget. I have been off and on. I've been uh, doing some uh, uh, F1 manager too. Because I told you. Oh, that's pretty cool. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, myself was also into Funny Gun Crafting Weekend. Um, yeah. For, for those of you unaware of what we're talking about, or if you're not a Destiny person, you can craft weapons in Destiny, and this weekend a lot of things were bugged out to where you could basically make like a shotgun uh, be a sniper rifle or have sniper rifle qualities or hmm. assault rifle have sniper rifle qualities and stuff. So like, you know. You have shooting assault rifle bullets, but it's doing the damage of like a shotgun or a sniper, like per mm. bullet kind of thing. It's all it sorts all over the place. Craziness. Yeah. So it was like the biggest bosses in the game. You were like one shotting. It was crazy. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And, and so yeah, doing a lot of hard content, but with people that had crazy guns. So it was just like blazing through, and it was um, double drops for nightfalls that week. Yes, just, the perfect alignment of stars. <laughs> it was. Andrew, um, if you're listening, I'm sorry that you had the you had a good time out in Japan, dude. But I know you would have loved this uh, this past weekend. It would have. Yeah. Um, I what also guys... just like. Go ahead. I would say I also just kind of messed with my builds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, went on De- uh, Destiny Armor Picker, or whatever. Did just I love like, that site. Fix. Fix some builds like I had a hundred resilience and hundred discipline and a lot of stuff, but only like thirty or forty um, recovery, mm-hmm. and so I fixed that to like most of my builds have like seventy or eighty now. So it's just like just some small stuff, you know. Just, yeah, just to get ready for uh, the final shape when it it comes around. Exactly, come exactly. February. I also just tried a bunch of random games in the past couple of days. Um, okay. There's an open beta for a game called The First Descendant. We've seen it on some streams and on some showcases and stuff like that. It's almost like it's a third-person looter shooter, but oh. it's very it's very Japanese. It's yeah. kind of like like a Final Fantasy Destiny baby kind of thing. But I wasn't feeling it too much to be honest with you. It was fine until you get to like the hub, and it's like oh it turned into a very mobile gamey type stuff where there's just like a million materials. And if you want to buy a new character or new anything, it's mm, like, you need gotcha. 50 yellow shiny things and four purple block things and all this. That's actually stuff. what they're called. I was called. like, Oh, that's <laughs> pretty much. And I was like, all right, never mind. I'm done with this. Uh, but maybe they'll fix some of that in the beta. I don't know. I don't think it comes yeah. out officially till next year. Yeah. Have you guys played uh, ghost runner? Mm-mm. Uh, the first it's one, on Game I Pass, the first right? one watch people finish it. Yeah, yeah that one. On I'm looking forward to the second one when that one comes out. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's really really yeah. good. There's a demo yeah, out tr- for the second one now. Uh, oh yeah, it's like a beta. So I gotta get in on that. Oh, that game download. helped me over until um, Cyberpunk came out. Mm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to download um, Liza P too. I don't know if y'all played any of that at all. Oh, but. I keep hearing about that game. I actually. Don't know so anything pass, about it. So what kind of what kind of game is it? It's like a, a Souls type game. Yeah, okay. Bloodborne. Um, if, if, yeah, if that game. 
<laughs> Game Pass Game Pass this week with Lies of P, which I have downloaded and haven't tried. Party Animals, which I tried for the first time last night, and it's it's a fun time. Oh, is that um, that group game that was uh Yeah, like, it's like Gang maybe. Beast, but there's more like game modes in Party Animals. So okay. like it's mm-hmm. If you've played Gang Beast, it was like just try and punch and knock people out and throw them off the level. Whereas this mm-hmm. one has like, it has that, but then it also has mm-hmm. kind of like some Mario Party type yeah. things where it's like, all right, get the bombs and put them in the thing and shoot them over. Or, yeah. Just mm-hmm. some, that's some a fun group stuff game. Fun. And then today, Payday 3 came out via Game Pass and I downloaded it and did all of the um, tutorials and then just went in and it's. It, it's basically if no one's played Payday before, it's like Left for Dead or like Back for Blood, but instead of zombies, you're just like robbing banks. The heist. So same kind of layout. Um, where I think there's now. like seven or seven or eight like levels or missions, I guess I would say seven Various. or eight like missions, and you can kind of just play it with your friends. Yeah. And so I don't think it's gonna last too long for me. We'll probably play them all through on normal and then be like, all right, we did it, kind of thing. I will say I went into the classes and there's like 20 of them. That's payday? Yeah, which is a lot. A lot. I just kept scrolling. I was like, good Lord. So Mm -hmm. there's that if you want to play a bunch of different ways. So I'm excited to get in. Are they all unlocked already? Uh, No, two of them are. And then they have this thing where like you have to research one of them. So you like pick which one you want to research. And then as you gain XP, it like researches, I guess. And mm. unlocks stuff mm. that way, um, but I haven't. I've just done cool. the tutorials. I haven't gotten into the meat and bones of things yet. But I'm queuing it up now, time. so we can we can play a little bit. Oh, queued it up, queued it up. Um, all right, let's get into some topics of the show here. Let's do it. Main one: massive Xbox leak. This comes from Kotaku. This is eleven big reveals from what happened. This week, Xbox, or this week brought us wonderful treasure trove of leaks from deep inside the highest echelons of Microsoft Xbox division, accidentally shared online as a result of the company's legal battle with the Federal Trade Commission over its now greenlit Activision acquisition. These confidential emails, slides, and images of potential new products from the Xbox manufacturer reveal the inner workings of Microsoft's gaming division as well as whispers of some possible new games from Bethesda. Um, there's like a hundred and something pages of this. If you care to just go, go ahead and start, we'll and read, read until them. we're done. But this is Kotaku pretty much covering the big ones. This is 11 mm-hmm. big ones, and I'm just going to go in order from what sure. it is on this article. The first one in the leaked emails, Phil Spencer and Microsoft personnel discussed a possible acquisition of Nintendo. Uh, That's a big one. At some point, Spencer wrote, Getting Nintendo would be a great, oh, it would be a career moment. He speculated that the Japanese games giant could become more open to acquisition offers in the future due to changing pressures on its board of directors. It's just taking a long time for Nintendo to realize that their future exists off of their own hardware. He wrote, "A long time." Smiley face. The email also reveals that Microsoft thought about purchasing Valve and Warner Brothers games. So I'll start with you, Matthew. 20 years from now, Microsoft buys Nintendo, I guess. That's what we're supposed to get off of this. Uh, thoughts? Um, if you have any. Yeah, no, this is... It was never going to happen, and it's 
probably never go, like it would take a seismic change in something for that to happen. Um, but of course they would like, why would they yeah. not be talking about that and wanting to do that? Right. Um, of course I, I will say majorly wrong on the, their future exists off of their own system. The switch just is killing it. Right. Um, but it, that was my first thought about it. People, people like reacted to that. Like it was a big deal. And I was like, they have like a bajillion dollars in the bank. Of course they would want to go buy Nintendo. Why would they not? Like they would be dumb not to at least try it. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I, it's never going to happen. I can see, you know, Nintendo making a partnership with them or something like that. But it, yeah. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in all of this that we'll read. And I think a lot of it is just typical, just like corporate business talk, and it isn't very serious or or needs to be read into or not. But some mm-hmm. of it is just like, okay, now I'm kind of seeing why. Now that Xbox is struck, well, I mean they've struggled in making good games, mm-hmm. but like in these things, like it, it shows how much money some of these companies made last year, and basically Xbox and Nintendo made the same amount of money, which was like $15 billion or something like that. So it's not that Xbox is failing by any means, but when PlayStation's making $25 billion mm-hmm. and Xbox has no games, and when they do have games, you know, they're bugged out or, or not finished or whatever, as of recent big-time games they've come out with, yeah. you, you can kind of see, uh, as we continue on with this, what the heck's going on sure. here, but... I agree. Yeah. Probably Sony has a plan of, to buy Nintendo, and probably Nintendo has a, bit, a plan to buy Xbox games and Sony if that ever happens. I believe Sony had already tried and they turned them down, right? And you know, I talked. To, I was talking to Ivy about it the other day, and he he just kind of mentioned like if Nintendo turned Sony down, who is also a Japanese company, like there's something about that. Like they're probably not just going to go sell to an American company. Um, it's like just too much too much pride there and what they built and kind of like the, the yeah their their japanese market is just massive right so and they if got they, the if they weren't going to sell to sony they're out. not selling to microsoft yeah they got the theme parks coming out mario mm-hmm. movies blasting off having mm-hmm. a good old time yeah uh, and, and the funny part about it too is that they're making games that are like could run on what like three microsoft consoles ago uh, not at least two Microsoft consoles ago, and they're better games than anything Microsoft's putting out first party right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. pretty incredible. Um, next one, Bethesda's roadmap was among the many recently released Xbox documents. It includes a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Dishonored 3, and remasters of Fallout 3 and the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Also, don't expect the Elder Scrolls 6 for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, how you feeling? Do you Man, want a remake of any of this? No. Like, why Why? Why do we need concept? You know, Elder Scrolls, Sky, okay, Skyrim came out in 2011. Okay. Here we mm-hmm. are, like, 12 years later. Uh, and it's been ported pretty much everywhere it can be ported. And now we're finding out that the game is just now in early development. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where Bethesda, well, now Microsoft, but Bethesda really kind of started getting really a bit too big, mm-hmm. where where their shift from being 
you know, being a softworks company to now a major publisher and now being Microsoft, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where we see this repeated pattern of game studios getting bought out and the quality of games start going down. I actually had this discussion with my wife in the car. We were talking about it on the way back. Uh, just like the landscape of the gaming industry within like the last 10 years and how, uh, you know, like what, especially here with what Microsoft's trying to do, they don't really have anything big, you know, like they're, they're not Nintendo. And for them to try to buy Nintendo, it's like Nintendo has a system put in place. Like they, they have a very distinct way of doing their consoles, doing their games, which is why they're still so successful. Um, and Microsoft's tactic is to throw their money in everything. So you, you acquire mm -hmm. everything. It's like buying all these tools that do really cool things. But if you don't know how to use these tools, they're not really useful at all. Uh, so yeah, Bethesda really doesn't have anything going for it now. Starfield's it's good. Starfield, I think is their most purchased game right now. The 10 million purchases, like they broke some record, um but yeah i don't know i don't know why they have the need to go back and to do remasters of games you know that's that's talent that could be used for your elder scrolls 6 um well there's more so yeah well i was gonna um, say just to add to that because he talked about just like throwing money at it and it's almost like it's almost like they're throwing their parents money at it because like Nintendo, <laughs> like Nintendo is video games. Like everything yes. they do is video games or video game related. If Microsoft was just video games and not Windows and PCs and all that kind of stuff, like exactly, no, I don't know they still exist, and at least not in the way that they do. Like they may be Sega at this point, right? Yeah, because they're of some struggling. of the failures recently, and they're so really it's like struggling. It's almost like they're spending their parents' money. Like they're spending the the PC money, right? Yeah, everything that's Windows earned money from on everything. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, they got they've got the store, they've got Game Pass, but like you know, if you're paying ten dollars a month, you've got access to all of these AAA games, even brand new release titles. How are you going to keep that afloat? Like, what is your incentive to like continue being a game company? You can well just buying game right. companies isn't going to help. Yeah, and there's clearly like we talked about before. There's clearly an issue because they're buying companies yeah. that have made good games. And they have really good IPs that are already first-party Microsoft IPs, the you know Halos and Fables and things of that nature. But they're not coming out with bangers, and so there's a, there's clearly a flaw or a couple flaws somewhere. Oh, especially Halo, man. That's that that was really unfortunate to have uh, the game be go into the state that it was in, and then uh, you know the uh, <laughs> the TV show. That's got the second oh, season. They did, it, are they actually still yeah. making a second season? I don't know. Um, they were, and then now there's like all the strikes happening. So oh, the strike is not, happening. So hopefully they just realized that we shouldn't. Yeah, but, that yeah, that was painful. Anyways, um, Phil Spencer stated, AAA publishers were slow to react to the disruption of digital storefronts like Steam and shops built into Xbox and PlayStation. In a leaked email, Spencer wrote that third-party publishers were unable to replicate the dominance they established back in the days of video game retail. After losing their advantage of highly exclusive access to consumers in brick-and-mortar stores, they have not found a way to effectively cross-promote. They have not found a way to build publisher brands and drive consumer affinity the way Disney has in video. 
um, some tweets. Uh, for context, Xbox has an emergency meeting to figure out how to fill in the gaps in its release schedule after realizing Starfield would not make 2022, which is an interesting email when they're basically just like, what can we buy? Um, mm-hmm. uh, which is hilarious. This was for Q2, um, and there's uh, these titles would include Lego Star Wars, uh, Dying Light 2, uh, all across PC and console. Additionally, we could potentially try for uh, Paradox City Skylines 2, closed beta release. Um, in addition to these options, they're also aiming to launch the Riot partnership, which they did. Um, and there's another one somewhere. Uh, Phil Spencer lays out how third-party publishers failed to adapt to Sportsline, blah, blah, blah. One of these emails, I don't know if it's going to be in this or not, had uh, um, Baldur's Gate was like $5 million, I think, for them to get. And I think it's I think it's further on. We'll, we'll save that for a second for another time. But... Either way, I just think it's fine. It's interesting. That's what we were t- based on the last conversation where it's like, all right, well, again, the games that we put dates on aren't going to make it. So what can we buy? Yeah. It's interesting to hear that <laughs> they says, you know, that the title is like triple a game publishers lost a merger. And then there's this excuse. Like, why do you think uh, these publishers have like, why, what is your opinion on why they've lost the mojo? Like, what is the problem with triple a games today? I mean, I don't know that there is, right? Like, uh, the problem is with Microsoft AAA games or the ones that they own, but, like... Um, well, if you look at some of the colossal, like, failure failed launches mm-hmm. recently, like Battlefield 2042 or, mm-hmm. like, Cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. uh, that had a lot of money backing into it. Uh, All and games then, that have futuristic dates in the title, yes. Yeah, uh and or even so recently you know star citizen which is sitting on 600 million dollars over the course of 12 years they're not a triple a game studio like they are like here but like mm-hmm. it's it's i always talk about people and or talk to people and ask like and try to figure out like their opinions and like what what is wrong with the state of you know the vision of triple a games where a game like Baldur's Gate comes around and st- totally just steals everything. Like, how is that? You know, why is it that this game can do that, but people are becoming a little bit less trustworthy of like upcoming new AAA games? Yeah, um, it's interesting. I mean, you're always going to have hits and misses, right? So, uh, and, uh, and what he was talking about was their failure to adapt to digital storefronts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just further like proof and evidence that like in their list of priorities, it's game pass like one and then everything else starts at like five, right? Like they don't care about anything anywhere near as much as they care about game pass. And they think that's the future. And you know what? Sure. Maybe it will be. I personally don't think so. Like it's fine. I think it's a good idea. Um, I think if they didn't try the game pass thing that, they would have long been uh, just like left behind. Yeah. Um, it is keeping them afloat. But that being said, I don't think they're making money off of Game Pass based off of the amount of money they keep spending on other things and on companies and on throwing games on there. And 
like at some point they're going to have to make that money back and they have to raise their prices or something. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, they're definitely still in investment mode because they've already done away with the $1 trials, uh, that like Mm -hmm. super recently they announced they were going to stop doing that. So, you know, because the, and some of these trials, you could just keep doing them over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. people are, Mm -hmm. are paying like next to nothing for it. Uh, but yeah, it's either like you go the route that Stadia did, you just got to shut down because it's mm-hmm. not making money, or you got to be the evil person and start raising your rate, you know, your, your rates, your monthly rates, or have a tiered subscription service, uh, mm-hmm. to try to keep yourself afloat. But yeah, I agree. It's not a long term solution for them. No, I think they're waiting to see what happens when. I mean, they've been in the same boat for a long time. But what happens when their games actually start coming out day one on Game Pass and, like, it's consistent with at least, you know, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 games? But also the Activision thing going through where they can put Call of Duty on Game Pass day one. like World of Warcraft is going to be interesting. What does five years of Call of Duty being on Game Pass day one do? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think they're going to figure out. Because that could change everything. Could. Um, could. And and then what is PlayStation's response to that? Is one of these 10 games of service or whatever they have coming out uh, a competitor that's decent that people would like, okay, like this is good enough. I'll stick with this. Yeah. The one thing about Sony is like, I feel like they've always been pretty safe because they're exclusives. I think they have a similar adoption model that like nintendo has where they're very i wouldn't say they're super controlling but they do make sure the quality of their games they're putting out are good and so for Mm -hmm. a lot of these games that have been long time sony you know ips Mm -hmm. they're continuing to come out all the time and with with something and what it is it's usually pretty good you know like but what is and what is microsoft they have halo you know and you know that's Mm -hmm. really their only like original thing uh And that was, I think that could have been their big, like, kick, like, come back through the door type of thing, uh, had that been, like, a colossal success. Sure. But. Yeah, I mean, it's the drum that I've I've kept beating for years and years and years, and it's, Nintendo is the best proof of it. And that is, simply, if your games are fun, people are going to buy your stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, I mean, it's that simple. Like if their, their games are not all that beautiful or anything compared to any other game that's on the, on the market. But right now when PlayStation hosts a state of play and announces some new games, I go, Oh, that looks awesome. When Microsoft announces a new game, I go, Hmm, that looks cool. I wonder if they actually can make it that good because they haven't forever. Like I just, it's so pessimistic of a view and they've it's kind of earned yeah. that. Yeah. Right. And Sony's yeah. earned the other way where like, you know what, if Naughty Dog's name is on it, it's, I'm just assuming it's a 10. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Microsoft, or one of these emails, uh, had Microsoft seem to believe that, uh, an Xbox Series X and S port of Red Dead Redemption 2 would be out in 2022, and obviously that did not happen. But, I mean, there's that. There may be a Red Dead 2 next-gen update at some point if you uh, are waiting for that, and it's possible. Um, the Xbox Series X and S consoles hit the market in 2020. Since then, the lower-powered discless Series S actually makes up the majority of units sold. As of April 2022, 74.8% of Xbox Series owners were gaming on the Series S. Suggested 
Now, suggesting just a quarter of the base left uh, with the more powerful Series X unit. Again, uh, more recent data suggests that the install base is split, approaching 50-50 approaching today. Uh, but you got to wonder how much massive Series S install base is causing headaches for developers trying to bring high-end games to the Xbox ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that leads in to the next one because the reason that Baldur's Gate 3 is and probably never will be on Xbox is because Xbox said it needs to be compatible with Series S and they were like, nope. <laughs> um, you got behind. <laughs> that yeah. being said... Oh, go ahead. I mean, like, I don't know. I We've talked about it before. I I get why the S exists in terms of we want a lower price point to get people in, right? But it's just not necessary. If their games were good enough, they wouldn't need a lower price point to get people yeah, in. Just make it the exactly. same price as PlayStation and people would buy them the same, right? Um I don't know. I've never been a we'll fan see of this. that, especially day one. Like PlayStation obviously had the two price points, but the, the inside was the same. It's just whether you want to get a disc drive or not, right? Yeah. Or, you know, you've had other consoles do that where bigger hard drive or something like that's fine, but it's the same system in terms of making games for it. So I don't know. Not it's, only that, but like, but like with PlayStation, which is crazy, is not only did their consoles sell out like crazy where there's a hardware shortage to the point where people were scalping these things and mm -hmm. causing this inventory issue uh with the price you know people were paying seven eight hundred dollars for a ps5 but they were wanting it that mm -hmm. bad and mm -hmm. now you know prices have gone back to normal like people are still ps5s are flying off the shelf i i know maybe two or three people that have like an xbox console you're, you're okay for four. I had one, <laughs> but I sold it. I, I bought one because PC parts were through the roof, and I got yeah. lucky enough to get a. Um, okay, it was pretty cool. You probably haven't heard the story. Other people have. I got the the Halo uh, edition of the, oh the Halo Five one. Yeah, I get the yeah the yeah, yeah. It made that sound series. when you like turned it on. It I did. had one of those. Yeah, I paid five fifty for it, and then uh, sold it in december november or december this past year when the pc parts came down sold it for 750 wow so, <laughs> jeez yeah. okay it's nice. a limited edition and that kind of deal so i got kind yeah. of lucky on that deal mm -hmm. um um yeah. i forgot what i was gonna say but it happens um Baldur's Gate three here we go Baldur's Gate three is a super good time says kotaku Microsoft didn't seem to think the D&D RPG would amount to much. In leaked comments, Microsoft estimated a $5 million expense to get the game on Game Pass, justifying the low monetary amount uh, by describing Baldur's Gate 3 as a second-run Stadia PC RPG. Oops. Now, uh, I will give them a benefit of the doubt that this email, I think, was in 2022 at some convention, so the game was not finished whatever version him, Phil Spencer mm -hmm. or whoever else played was probably not up to snuff. But again, mm -hmm. they they know that already. Like they know when they go into these demos, hey, the sure. isn't quite there yet or whatever. Um, no. Reacting to this and, statement, Larry, Larion's director and publishing noted that Microsoft was far from alone in understanding that Baldur's Gate 3, uh, he says in their defense, so did everyone else. He said it comes with the genre, uh, the way we approach things. 
and the way we execute things. There, there just isn't any existing data that could have told anyone Baldur's Gate 3 was going to perform. We just had to t- take take giant spooky leaps. Yeah, which is, uh, that's fair. I mean, I this wasn't, I really don't think this game was on many people's radar at all. I heard of Baldur's Gate 3. I knew it was going to be D&D related. I'm like, cool. I knew it was early access for a while, so I know they've been working on it. And I, I didn't get it to play the early access because I was like, I'll wait for the full thing to come out. And then, you know, it releases and it's just this like fire of just like, good reviews and everyone's raving about it and yeah i don't think anybody was expecting it to be as successful i I don't blame them there's always games that kind of do what it did um kind of like animal crossing when it came out just hit the right time and once like once you have that wave of like viralness that comes to the game like it just you know it takes i know and you can't really predict that Uh, i've i've not played it but i have now I got. Int- I was not interested in the game until about two weeks after it came out, and then I just heard enough. I was like, okay, well, it still doesn't look like I would enjoy it, even though I like D anD. I'm a big fan of board games, and you know, you get to roll for everything. I don't know. So I went, I've watched uh, YouTube videos, like playthroughs of people playing quite a few hours now. Uh-huh. Personally, I I don't think it looks great to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I don't think it looks like a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I think it just has that wave of viralness that comes along with like, sometimes like there's just a game that's the game to be playing on Twitch or, or whatever. And it comes along like still a good game, yeah. but I don't think anybody expected the, the kind of wave that it, it's, it's written. It's an, it's cause it is a niche genre, you know, like 100%. that, it, that style of RPG is not something you really see around anymore. It, you know, like, of course like oh D nerds play it or something like that mm-hmm. um but uh it, it is very interesting being a D player because like i took my character sheet and i'm playing my D characters mm-hmm. in baldur's gate how i would want mm-hmm. to play them um mm-hmm. and i think it's really cool for people who uh, are not familiar with D to kind of get into it because there's a lot a of gateway. things that yeah, it's a good gateway, explains the dice rolling, explains the classes, like spell slots and, you know, mm-hmm. saving throws and all of this other stuff. So uh, I think it did a really good job. And D&D has kind of been on the rise again for like the last seven or eight years. It really has, yeah. Uh, so it's a game that came out at the right time um, and but brought something a little bit refreshing. Like I've played mm-hmm. Divinity 2 and it's great. Uh, I really like it. Um, there's a jumping spider in my terrarium over here. What are you doing, man? Um, and uh, it's similar to Divinity, but it's it's definitely it. It always surprises me. Like once you do mm-hmm. play the game, they're just there's it's the things they think about. Like they really do mm-hmm. take an account for just about every type of situation that can happen. I don't. It's it's mind boggling. Yeah, I still think I'm going to play it at some point here in the future. Um, but it's it's interesting. I think that the more accessible D and D has become, it's it's only it only helped in this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like uh, this video game is like going more towards D and D, and then in the more recent years, D and D has kind of become more accessible this way, like better rule sets yeah. and some things that make it a little bit less. Uh, like keep your head in the book the whole time, and, and yeah, um, you have things like charts and. Yeah, and you have things like Stranger Things that, you know, people Stranger are like, oh, what's that? Like, so there's yeah. just things in the culture that have kind of brought it. And so I think Baldur's Gate was just right place, right time, and let's merge these two things. Yeah. 
I, I feel like with Game Pass, all Game Pass they, has gotten some really, really great games. And they've taken some, you know, they've bought games like crazy and just slap them on Game Pass just so they can have day one. To not <laughs> give $5 million to get this game on Game Pass day one seems silly because that's probably just absolute pennies compared. That's probably like an indie game amount yeah, of money that they're doing It's really not get. that much money for them. $5 million is just kind of a drop in the bucket. Like though. I feel that's like a very low risk very high reward that they could have done. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we pay $5 million and it, and it crap craps the bed. Then it's whatever. But yeah, on the off chance off. that it's gigantic, like we have it, like if when this thing exploded, if it was on game pass day one, like it would have been, been absolutely I, giant for Xbox. Yeah. If it was on game pass day one, I would have played it by now. Yeah. We would be, I mean, we'd be an act two probably up. by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe how much is the, how much is the activision blizzard uh acquisition? i don't remember like 70 billion or something ridiculous wait what yeah and, and yeah six yeah. i think it's like 67 billion or something oh like that God. i can't yeah, remember it's, it's something like that and they couldn't spare five mil on Baldur's Gate. yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah when you put it like that <laughs> yeah that's fair um uh, there's more in an email to microsoft ceo's Sadia Nadella, Nadella, that's what I'll say. Phil Spencer described the Xbox Series X slash S line as a better product than what Sony has, not just on hardware, but equally important on the software platform and services. He continued, we have the ingredients of a winning plan. Today was a good day for us. That was failure of Mm -mm -mm -mm. thought. That's what I'm saying, like, I love Phil Spencer, what he's done with Game Pass and stuff like that. And we talked about this, I think, last year during, or maybe it was like during the Redfall times this year. I'm just like, you had, when he sent this email, like, you were playing Halo. Like, that was pretty much all you had at that time. I mean, he put his face on the box. Like, you knew on the software side what you had was utter garbage especially compared to just PS5's launch titles. And then Halo ended up getting delayed another year anyway. So, yeah. like, some things that he, like, when he says stuff like this, and it's like, I understand, like, you are the head of Xbox, and when you're sending emails to your team, you got to be like, we're in a good spot. Everybody's on the same team. We're all working together. We're all going to do it. We're going to win. But at the same time, this is... I mean, what this is doing, it's kind of like, it's kind of creating, it's highlighting a timeline for us of the decline of Microsoft in, in the gaming sector. I mean. Yeah, you emailed the CEO and said, oh my God, we're, we're going to win this for sure. And then it's been three years and you're not winning. So. Yeah. Are you winning, son? <laughs> Maybe yeah. send that to someone that's not the CEO. But he um, said that this was the PS5 reveal. Right, so this is not like I don't. I'm not them sure. getting information. Well, I mean, that's what it says. It says it in mean, the thing. Says he wasn't impressed by the PS5 reveal, right? And so sure. we watched the PS5. Like both of the state of plays that they showed with the PS5, we, like they were two of the greatest. <laughs> like yeah. two of the greatest like pieces of. If you're a video gamer, it was like the it was like your favorite Christmas you've ever had. Right. Yeah. It was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Game after you know, game yeah. after game. And he's sitting over there going, now nah, we got this. I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> in like, my man. head, with what game? 
<laughs> the thing is, it's like it's, it's funny because uh, I see mm. it a lot on social media lately, just like, um, you know, 20 years ago, you know, or or back to 23 in, in the year 2000, when the PlayStation 2 launched, how big of a deal it was like people, you know, it was probably one of the biggest console launches in history, like it was y2k it was this like new millennia where it's a big defining moment technology and we look at the ps1 and the ps2 graphics by comparison for its time was was like this big leap it's like we're in the future and Mm -hmm. sony has always had a really good tactic for when they do their console unveilings like they're they are always hype you know ps3 ps4 like ps5 i think is just another one is like very big hype reveal moments where people were very excited for what they mm-hmm. had to offer with their games. You know, how often did we really get excited for, uh, you know, like Sony like I, I or a Microsoft uh, console? Like I wanted to be super excited for like, you know, the, what are they now? The Series X? The, the, yeah. the, and it's yeah. just like, I, I don't know. You know, Sony's kind of had him beat already. That's what I'm saying. Like at this time, he... It was Xbox did did their I don't remember if they did their reveal event first. I think they did their reveal reveal event first. Yeah. Um, and or at least they revealed like that price ta- and stuff first. At mm-hmm. that time, like Halo was a launch game. They're like, yeah, Halo Infinite's a launch game and all that kind of stuff. And so, and like I'm saying, like, he played that. He knew that was not going to be a launch game. And if it was, it would have been. An even bigger disaster. It'd been like a Redfall issue if that came out at launch. So, anyways, I'm gonna skip some of these. Uh, I'm gonna skip some of these and get to some of the bigger ones here. Uh, we didn't just get scans of emails from very serious people. We also got some images and details of possible forthcoming hardware, including a cylindrical shaped Xbox Series S that won't include a disk drive. Codename Brooklyn. The leak. Uh, the leak data indicates that. The possible hardware refresh will include more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, and and more immersive controller. Um, what does that basically mean? Basically, it is the Series X, just a, a diskless one. Um, and then it says on this email uh, graphic that it will be $499, which you would assume means that the disk version would be cheaper if you're going to do a digital refresh you know i don't know but really isn't it more like a series s if it says reduced it, power it is it feels it i think it means like, like it uh, like energy saving kind of reduced power thing. it use it takes it uses less power yeah yeah it's, yeah it's funny that they're going with like you know the the series x had this you know rectangular shape they got now the cylindrical shape it's mm-hmm. like it's like kindergarten shapes. Like, are they going to do yeah. a pyramid one next? And That'd you be great. put them in the right, you know, the, you know, the little game where you put the bricks in the holes, whatever. It's like, just mm-hmm. that's what they're making little toys. Yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't shocking really at mm-hmm. all. I mean, this, there's always like a slim version or a whatever version yeah. that's happening. Yeah. Sure. The so more immersive close. controller things weird to me. Here it is. The Xbox get a fancy new controller. The potential 2024 hardware refresh might also see Xbox gamepad, uh, a new Xbox gamepad hit the market. The images, the image of the controller, codename Seabile, 
shows a two-tone color design and promises modular thumbsticks and features that many PlayStation fans have known for years. Lift to wake, precision haptic feedback, and an Excel orometer. I don't like the look of this controller. Why did they no, do the two tone like that? Yeah, what, it's like it's wearing pants. It looks bad. Yeah. It's like that drawing is like, how would a horse wear pants like this or like right. this? This is one of those versions. They should know. People hate to wear pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I assume that this probably was in the works specifically because of the dual sense. Oh yeah, I mean, God, uh, how do like, you compete we need, with that? Let's just get let's just get the triggers in and stuff like that. So everything, at least our controllers, on like a level playing field or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's another one of those things where it's like they're late to the game already. They're playing catch up with Sony. Really doesn't have to do anything. They're like, here are some new covers for your case covers for your PS5. We have these different versions, but like, yeah. they really don't have to change their formula. Here's Microsoft now, like playing yep. the same game they played with the last console. Like you were saying, Matt, so, like this, maybe, you know, is this like a, a Series S version of their X series? There's too many letters now. Yeah. Or somewhere in <laughs> 100%. I know, right? A couple things. Um, I was just going to say, note. the only, I was going to say, the only thing that PlayStation, that Sony is behind on is the controller battery. They need to wake up and get that fixed. It's so bad. But, mm. um, <laughs> that being said, the this controller is to have uh, rechargeable, swappable batteries that's big swappable which is nice um and then also for the digital series x um there is an email i don't know if it's on this or not but it has the initials for the uh design lab that is uh assuming that that's true or whatever i don't know but this could possibly be a design lab thing where you can kind of make your own color schemes and stuff like that and kind of get a custom version of one which would be that would cool. be nice would be more expensive i'm sure but um and it's also up to two or also a two terabyte thing so they, they well, i guess they don't leak a price on here i i'm curious because it says 4.99 for, for the controller oh for the yes for the controller because uh you know i i've i have i have a an xbox one controller i've been using for years i personally haven't had any issues but i've got people that i know who have gone through five six seven xbox controllers i've had people that have gone through several of the xbox elite controllers where they just suddenly stop working or yeah the elite controllers that's what i'm using now this is like the third one i've been on it's crazy really i i that's what i have too but i only have one yeah i've been using my controller for like i don't know like seven six years and it's been working fine the regular the regular xbox Mm. controllers i've used have been fine i just Mm. wanted an elite controller and then so many issues with it this one as of now no issues hopefully it stays that way but yeah i think for me like microsoft's done a good job with making their controller last for a long time with me by not coming out with great games so (laughs) 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 um last part of this Microsoft sees its next Xbox as a cloud hybrid machine. Slides projecting the future of the Xbox platform indicate that Microsoft is very much looking in, looking to the cloud uh, to help power its post-Xbox XS consoles, uh, for which it's looking at a 2028 release. Microsoft describes the machine as a next-generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and the cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experience. So 
I don't think it's in this Kotaku email, but there's another one that has images and stuff like that projecting what they're going to do in the future. And it's a lot of what we've talked about on this podcast before of like, <clears throat> let's first of all, this hybrid console in general, and, and basically it just sounds like a switch to me, mm-hmm. you know, they have uh, in the emails, they have a handheld as well. Oh, interesting. And they also had a little box, which has been rumored for a long time. And we've talked about on here, like, yeah, a fire stick or like an Apple TV box or whatever that's 99 bucks that you can plug in and it has Game Pass on it and it's all cloud and all that kind of stuff. So I assume that's definitely one of the things they're talking about. The handheld could definitely be anything from like a Steam Deck to what PlayStation just did, which is just like a cloud or it's, I don't think it's just, just a remote play thing like PlayStation. Does, oh, but it could just handheld, be a, yeah. It could be a, a Game Pass cloud machine. Um, but I would hope that it's closer to a Steam Deck where you could at least have a couple games sure. downloaded on it, which would be nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, and then the hybrid was... machine in general, I think, is just going to be your normal console um, with cloud technology built into it somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, vice Switch. Versa. You play games on the Switch on cloud now, so like, there's plenty yeah. of games that way. And we've talked about it. I don't think cloud gaming is viable, but it says 2028, and it may be then. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's pretty far down the road. Yeah. I mean, it's another five years. So I mean, in five years, a lot for cloud technology to go. Yeah. Five years from now, if they have a handheld cloud machine, like it's definitely, I think a viable thing right now on the phone, certain games are like, you're not going to, no one's going to be playing a competitive match of any multiplayer game on their phone or a handheld device or in the cloud in general. No, no but be playing a Call of Duty match in the cloud and being like, I'm okay to lose because you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, right. that's the yep. thing too. Yep. Not only that, but, but for like, and this is an issue that because it's cloud, like, and it becomes more to push in that direction, like the, infra- the, the internet infrastructure has to be there, right? So if the people who can't, who don't have good internet or who can't afford good internet or it's not available to them where they are, the cloud is like you know it's not a viable option for them you know yeah. you're, you're going to have an issue yeah a getting yep. a decent stream quality on because it's it's got a buffer uh it's 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 a udp connection so it's streaming straight to you and you're well actually it probably isn't because if you're playing multiplayer you got to send a signal back but that's network related uh but uh yeah so your picture has to look good and then yeah you have to deal with with latency so I don't know. I know that that's what they've been wanting to do for years is be more less like physical disc, less mm-hmm. using it on your console and using it in the cloud. I assume it, it like feels... they would have another console and then like their series S would just be like their little Apple TV box. Mm-hmm. That's 80 bucks or whatever. Right. And go from there. It just, it feels like Microsoft, like, they're just trying everything new to try to do the next big thing in video games or as uh, PlayStation. And I mean, can you, can you believe Microsoft is trying more new things than Nintendo is, which is bonkers. The people that came out with Wii remotes and things, (laughs) Um, but um, it feels like at least like PlayStation and and Nintendo know, okay, this is home. We're going to make sure this is amazing. And then we're going to try some stuff. Yeah. And it's like Microsoft Mm -hmm. doesn't know where home is. Right. And they're no, not oh my doing God, that, they right. <laughs> and they're just trying, just, just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. So, like the cloud thing, not a bad idea. 
that being said, if you had an Xbox 720 or whatever that, I don't know, whatever they call it, Series ZYX coming out <laughs> next. And it's, you know, it just is what it is. It's an awesome home console and they put out some good games on it. And then also, let's try this cloud stick thing two years into the cycle there if you, you go. want to try to go that route or whatever. Yeah. Try it. Go for it. Try to connect, but you put on all the walls of your room and it's just 3D connect. I agree. Find your home, find what works, take that, make it good, and then branch Mm -hmm. out. You know, they're just swallowing Mm -hmm. everything up and they're looking at this pile of stuff and they're just like, now what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do they like us yet? We've got all their games. Notably, (laughs) there wasn't really any first party game leaks in this, which I guess is nice for them or it could be terrible. It could be bad. Uh, but yeah, it's a big one. There's there's a whole lot more stuff if you are listening and you want to get in, uh, more interested in what's going on. Uh, everything's public. You can go look at it. A lot more articles that dive into more stuff. So uh, do that. But the last story of the day that we'll blow through real quick because it was just an announcement today. Um, and this was uh, via Ubisoft. I haven't Ubisoft. seen this yet. Yeah, uh, this announcement represents Ubisoft's dedication to the longevity of the brand, and this is what he's talking about, the uh, Division 3 being announced today, just via a blog post, basically. Um, Ubisoft said in a note to press, and his new role, Julian, will drive the many interdependent production elements of the Division brand in a unified direction. This includes development oversight, operations, the creative vision together with the new development teams around the world. We're currently developing the mobile game, Tom Clancy's The Division Resurgence, Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Uh, so I guess they have like a new head of the studio, which makes sense because for the longest time, we were left to believe that The Division Heartland was like the new just division game that's going to be the hub for everything years to come and then they were still doing like division two updates and now we have a official mm-hmm. announcement for the division three so there's that carlos you ever get into the division at all um i played the beta when it came out and i played a little i don't think i ever owned it i think i played it from somewhere else on someone's machine but yeah uh mm-hmm. I I didn't quite get into... So my thing is I love post-apocalyptic stuff. I love the survival aspect of it. And I really thought it was going to be like you're, boom, somewhere in New York and there is some sort of story, but you're actually like trying to survive and like it's more of a survival game than like a a shooter RPG type game. Uh, So so when I played it, like, I don't know, it, it didn't quite give me that like... Uh, hopelessness that post-apocalyptic games make you play mm-hmm. like when you're surviving and something like that I didn't quite get that feel from it it was just me shooting bullet sponge type yeah it, I mean it's it was based it's basically destiny but Tom Clancyified with not as much content yeah and at that time yeah. I also, also I wasn't a big fan like destiny is that type of game and I didn't even like destiny at the time so you know I don't know maybe if I gave it another try if i love destiny already maybe this formula might work i don't know the second one's better the second, the one's second better. one is better yes there's one, no it's, reason it's just kind of let's go straight to a lot more content a lot more polish fix some 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 
quality of life thing. How's the story? Is, it, is there like a good plot to it and everything? I mean, there's uh, a virus that wipes no. everyone out. <laughs> Similar to Destiny, it was like if you, I guess, if you want to read every collectible that you find, then you can get a story yeah. in there. But for the most part, it's like there's bad people all over the town. Kill Stop them. Get them. Stop them. <laughs> yeah. All it's right. again another one of those games that is just a blast with other people. And mm. it's only fine. It's okay by yourself. But yeah, you got a group of people, people to play with. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, man. PlayStation is doing all these game to service games. They just need to buy them. That would be like I'm think, surprised that hasn't happened. I I always associated this two together for some reason. I I just you, you take something like the division and you, you throw Bungie in there and help them make. I'm just telling you, man. It was it's it's there to be had. And then there's games like Rainbow Six and some other stuff that oh, had some man. really cool story yeah. modes and co-op story modes back in the day. That I think uh, I mean PlayStation knows how to do a story mode. And that's the thing. I love Tom Clancy games. I've been I played Tom Clancy mm-hmm. since like the original like Rainbow Six on like early PC mm-hmm. days, and like their games are just real. I mean, they're they're good. I love them. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was different. The division was definitely different from what I was expecting from a Tom Clancy game. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm definitely open to seeing what happens with that game. Uh, how it's different from what i originally played and maybe it'll be worth giving yep. it a try yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited that there's a three coming because i did like mm-hmm. one and two um and two is way better when Keep they showed off heartland for the first time which is like the free-to-play <laughs> version i was like oh this isn't necessarily what i wanted um so the fact they're doing a three is nice but yeah um any final thoughts for me in this podcast hmm nice. i don't think anything usually no um nice. nope nothing uh thank you Bungie, for your bug your glitch yep. you brought a lot of people back I to the game for that. a weekend yeah it was uh it was wild um and then you've broken the game possibly more trying to fix it than yes a lot of server <laughs> it was like it was like two three days of like a lot of fun with just crazy weapons all over the place and then just doing stuff to get things done that you wanted to do for a long time but it was too hard um mm. to you can't sign into the game to you can try and play something but you will get booted to the tile screen typical bungee oh uh, all right day. we want to thank we want to thank everybody for listening again new episodes upload every friday wherever you want to listen to it uh streaming wise or you can find us at youtube.com slash at log on games that's going to do it for us here we will be with you again next friday Uh-oh. Oh, it's like it.